You know, everybody knows, yeah, Alibaba to buy stuff that already exists. Where do I go to create new things? Well, that's why we created Gemba to help people do that. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leumitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opus Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Hello and welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Today, I'm with Henrik Johansson, a serial entrepreneur who co-founded and built the product company Boundless into a $100 million company. Currently, he is the co-founder and CEO of Gamba, a product development platform and marketplace, and the executive producer of Final Product, a reality TV show incubated at Gamba. He was previously a co-founder and board member of Outbound Engine, and before that, he was the president of Everyday Wealth and co-founder and president of Creditland. Johansson specializes in technology-enabled services, marketplaces, and software as a service. He is an expert on scaling startups, building world-class teams, culture, and scalable processes, and infrastructure, and has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, Austin Business Journal, and was named Counselor's 2017 Person of the Year. Henrik Johansson, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Thank you very much for joining me today. How are you? For having me. Pleasure is all mine. Well, well, the pleasure really is mine. It's, uh, you know, you're talking about an amazing career in product development and um, quite a few companies under your belt. You're a serial entrepreneur, today the CEO of Gamba, previously the CEO and co-founder of Boundless Network, uh, which sold uh, um, and they, which was acquired uh, for its services and product development. And, and you're continuing along that same path, but but you've been you know, co-founder and board member for, for companies for quite some time. And so I'm, I'm excited to sort of pick your brain about your, your personal journey with product development. Um, it's something that, you know, we learn in, we learn in school, we learn in accelerators and incubators. Um, but it doesn't, it, it hasn't seemed like there were too many, too many products out there that, that made it a better process for us tangibly. Yeah. And so, uh, Henrik, thank you very much for coming here. Yeah, thank you. Good forward to it. Tell me a little bit about yourself, getting into product development, where 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 did that passion come from, Benjamin? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in Sweden. Uh, did not have entrepreneurial parents. Uh, they still don't understand what I'm doing today. And I was surprised and amazed by it. Uh, but came to the States, you know, I was a management consultant and I lived in the Bay Area uh, in San Francisco during the late 90s when the dot-com thing happened and uh, started a company uh, with, with some friends and, and uh, early on, I was intrigued by marketplaces, you know, how, how marketplaces can create markets and how software platforms can, you know, revolutionize some old, uh, industry that hasn't been revolutionized. Uh, so the first company was credit land. It was an online lending marketplace bringing together, you know, all, all different types of credit lending, uh, to consumers. And, you know, it, it, we were a little bit ahead of our time and we, we got stuck in the in the dot-com crash and unfortunately the company did not survive. So early on, I, I, I learned a lot about, you know, um, things don't always go the way, the way where you, you want them to go, but you, you know, it's not a failure until you, you know, if you don't learn anything. So 
like you said, continue to do startups, venture funded startups ever since. And I think uh, Gamma is my fifth they're working on right now. And like you said, it's focused on helping other people develop new products. So if we're looking at the world of product development today, and mm-hmm. we're looking at specifically the way that, that people find resources mm-hmm. to, to design, manufacture, think through and market their, their products. What are, what are some of the sort of, you know, the, the bottlenecks in this process mm-hmm. that you've identified? Yeah. So the, the, the huge market that, that we've seen, right, is that big companies, they have internal product development teams. They have engineers and designers, and then they have supply chain experts, compliance experts. So, so, you know, they have the resources to do it. But the interesting thing that's happened over the last decade or so is that the barriers to entry to start an e-commerce company have been lowered, drastically lowered, right? Through Amazon and Shopify and others. You can literally start an e-commerce company in a day today. Um, but what nobody has done though, is lower the barriers to enter to create new products, you know, to, to go through the product development journey. Sure. You can go on Alibaba and buy something that already exists from a catalog, but since there are more and more sellers now that that's not a viable business model anymore. So what we're seeing is that all these millions of new sellers that are coming in and want to start a commerce business, they have to differentiate their products in order to be successful, just to survive and thrive. But there is nowhere to go. You know, everybody knows, yeah, Alibaba to buy stuff that already exists. Where do I go to create new things? Well, that's why we created Gemba to help people do that. Because it is a, it is a pretty complex process. If you think of going all the way from, you know, sketch to the back of a napkin, you have an idea. Well, now you can have to come up with a design and then you have to, you know, turn that into real spec with. CAD drawings and things like that. And now you got to start talking to factories and figure out if you can actually make that product for, for an affordable amount. And then you have to go through the whole sampling and, and, you know, production process and the logistics and all that. So it's, it's, it's a long and arduous journey. And part of why we started the companies that we saw a lot of small, small businesses, you know, mid, small, mid-sized businesses, they, they fail in that journey. It's, it's, it's enough that one of the steps go wrong, right? And you end up with a container full of products that doesn't work the way it's supposed to. And that may be, you know, that failure may be fatal for a small business. They can't afford to have a whole hundred thousand dollar production run go wrong or have a, you know, have a product recalled or, uh, you know, creating some products, investing in a product design that's, that they can't make for the, for the amount that's, that's required. So we saw that this is a huge need for someone to help small mid-sized businesses develop new products. And that's how we created Gamma. Yeah. And so part of the idea here is to create this marketplace, right? Where you can bring in people from, from the diff- these different skill sets to support the product development process of these businesses. Um, but, but it sounds like what you are describing here is that some of the pitfalls along the journey, you know, trust is one of them. Uh, the ability to have a, re- a relationship with them is one of them. So how, how does that get compensated for in, in a more global economy type of marketplace where where people are interacting mainly digitally, not necessarily from the same place or culture. Is there, how big of, of a factor is trust here and in partnering with others in the product development life cycle? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and you know, the, the interesting part is there's this distrust on both sides, you know, often in the West, we distrust the, the factories in China or wherever it might be, but, but there's a lot of businesses overseas that have been screwed by Western companies too in this process. And, and 
many times it's not from ill intent. It's, it's about lack of understanding and lack of alignment and cultural differences. Uh, so that's what Yamba creates, this trusted network. It's almost like it's all nation and an ecosystem of trusted vetted partners that have agreed that we're going to work under this specific protocol. They agree upfront on that. Here's how we're going to work together. Here's what we're committed to doing in a certain time frame. But, you know, if you go on Alibaba, you have millions of listings. It's not hard to find a factory, but often you don't even know if who you're talking to is the factory or is it some trading company or, or a sourcing agent or, or just someone who put up, you know, copied listing. You know, we, in Gemba, we were completely transparent. We share the address and the information with the factory, with the customer. They can speak to each other through our platform and we're hundred percent transparent about the purchase orders and, you know, what the cost is. Uh, so, you know, our goal is not to be sourcing agents. Our goal is to be the platform through which people conduct business, uh, and, and, and develop trusted relationship with their manufacturers and partners. So walk me through the, the process that, a that a business may go into, may, may, may go into the platform. They're starting to onboard and what, what really is their relationship with a platform at this point with Gamba? So how do they go from the, from the, having the problem to actually solving it with Gamba? Yep. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's use a, an example. For example, let's let somebody come to us and they have this idea. They want to create a set of headphones, but they was, they want to have solar cells on top of them so that these headphones never run out of battery. Right. Well, so we go in, when they come to us with that, we go in our database and immediately based on the product they're trying to create, we know all the steps that you have to go through from sketching to design, 2D rendering, 3D renderings, from component, uh, manufacturing, component sourcing, and then through the whole production process, what you need to do as far as QC, compliance, testing, certifications, all that. So our platform creates this project plan, basically, that these are all the steps you have to go through. Then. It goes into this talent network that we have, where we have thousands of engineers, designers, uh, factories all over the world. And uh, through our algorithm, identify the very best match. So if you're making these headphones, you'll find some an industrial designer that works at Bose, maybe, or Skull Candy or something like that. And they'll work, find somebody who creates solar cells at, you know, uh, Samsung or, or Dyson or something. So you put together the, the very best team that you can find in the world to work with this project. And then, you know, you, you, you take their billing rates and, and create a combined billing rate for the customer. So it becomes very affordable for them to go through the design phase. And then we do the same thing on the, you know, once you get to the end of the design, you have this, what's called the DFM, the design for manufacturing phase to make sure that what you're designing is actually can be manufactured uh, and, and in a reasonable time frame and for an affordable cost. And then we go through the same process basically with the factories. We get multiple factories, they get to bid for the, for the project, help them negotiate the best deal with that factory. And then they can manage the whole production process through the platform. So when the product hit the production line, there are QC people showing up on the, in the factory in whatever country it is taking pictures, going through the test protocols, uploading pictures and videos of the tested product so that the customer, wherever they are, can, can basically go into the Gamba platform to see, oh, here are all the tests that, that they went through and the product's actually working the way it's supposed to be working and, you know, check that box before, uh, it's loaded and, and shipped to, to, 
the customer's destination. So going back to the decision of, of full transparency, it seemed like that was a, that was a part of it that you were, that you were quite proud of. And, and I think it's amazing. And I'm just wondering how does that work in, in the business setting where, you know, a marketplace, you know, one of the biggest assets of a marketplace is the fact that it has the information of the two sides and, and it allows the two sides to engage on its platform, because if they go to other platforms, then, I mean, then you're not really part of the, of the process anymore. So, so how do you balance or what are the trade-offs in this case between this, this transparency that you're talking about versus, you know, needing to be, to be the platform where they actually engage on and where you can monetize on that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, like you, you point out, you know, circumvention is always an issue with most marketplaces, uh, particularly talent marketplaces is people are worried that people get around it. What we found is that, you know, it's not that much of an issue in, in what we're doing. Uh, you know, first, if you look at on the design side, part of the value here is that, that the platform identifies how to orchestrate the collaboration between these resources, right? The typical small business would not know how to direct the work of an electrical engineer and mechanical engineer and design and for how, how for them to work together and what deliverables to create, what specs that they need to provide to the factory. So we, we haven't really seen any, any circumvention in that stage. And then with the factory, our, our fees, or at least the goal is our fees are so low that it doesn't make sense for the customer to circumvent us, right? If they don't speak Chinese or, or, uh, they speak, uh, yeah, you know, Spanish for the Mexican factory, we can provide this, this, uh, safe, trusted way to do business, right? And also manage the payments. It's a scary thing to send $50,000, $100,000 wire that to a factory somewhere else in the world without really knowing what's going to happen, right? So we, we want to be that trusted place where people feel comfortable and it's safe and it's, uh, there's very little risk in conducting business. And to date, that's been successful. You know, we, we don't see a lot of attrition, uh, or circumvention at all. So, so a lot of these, um, a, a lot of these players in the marketplace that you have are, are actually on, you know, they're providing very high value orders, right? It's not a, it's not just like freelancers. Hey, can you do this gig? And if it doesn't work out and then in an hour, I'll stop the contract right here. I mean, you're talking about orders that can get to pr pretty high. How do you vet? So how do you know that the people that you have are, are actually high quality? It sounds like this is a really challenging problem. Yeah, we, and we made that mistake, I think in the beginning where, where sometimes our customer does not quite appreciate the, the time and the cost it takes to develop and create a brand new product, right? So we had some folks starting in, in the early years, starting the process, they paid $10,000, let's say to create a design only to find that they actually didn't have enough money for, for the tooling or, you know, to place the purchase order. Uh, so right nowadays we do a lot of education on the front end with our customers. The first, in every proposal that we present, we show them, here's how long it's going to take you to do this. Here are all the fees that it's going to cost. And, you know, this is probably about the time you're going to be able to get the product on the shelf because we, we lot particularly some of the, you know, inexperienced companies, they figured, oh, this is going to cost five grand. I'm going to have product in three weeks. And that's just not the case. It just doesn't work that way in, in manufacturing. So today we, we, we take pride in educating people on, on the process. And we actually still draw disqualify a lot of folks, 
uh, if they don't have the, the means to actually go through the entire process. Um, and we take pride in that, you know, one of our core values is always do the right thing. And I think that's the, that's the right thing to do, um, to build trust and transparency in, in, in what we're doing. Awesome. So from your, from your side of, you know, product development life cycles, you know, for young entrepreneurs that are, that are creating products, whether they're software based or hardware based and, you know, our, I think our whole life is just one product development life cycle, but you know, what are some, what are some things that you've learned about yourself or, or about this world that, that would be relevant for us to keep in mind as we just go on our journeys, things that would be relevant for any, I guess, sort of situation for product development. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the world of software product development is pretty well understood and, you know, Silicon Valley and the rest of the world spent a lot of time developing tools and collaboration software and, and make that very accessible for folks. Nobody blinks an eye to, you know, bring in a, a Java engineer from the Ukraine or, or, you know, wherever they might be. That's, that's understood. Nobody's done that really for hardware product development, right? So that's what, again, we're trying to create this platform for that. And I see that, you know, similar to, I think, software development, if you don't, if you're not very clear upfront of what you're trying to develop, odds are things are not going to go very well further down. So we spend a lot of time upfront to really understand what are you trying to do as a customer? What are your objectives? You know, what do you want with this product? Is it like a, you know, as a luxury product, really high end way, and, and you need it to be completely different than anything else on the market? Or are you more e-commerce, Amazon seller? You're just trying to put a little twist on an existing product so you can add this to your, uh, to your current catalog, right? So having, having a clear understanding for that, because, you know, if you're really trying to create a unique product, it can take a year to go through the whole journey, particularly if it has complexity, if it has moving parts of electronics, it's going to require prototyping, a lot of testing. But if all you need is like another insulated cup that you want to, you know, sell on Amazon, well, we can make that happen in a couple of months. You just create some, some small change to design or packaging or branding or, or colors, and you can have that product on the shelf for much lower cost, much lower time frame. So I think that's, that's key in, in, in software and hardware product development, be very clear upfront about what you're trying to achieve and, and what your, what your budget is and to really align on expectations. Uh, I think that's, that's the key. And so you've still chosen to, to be here for quite some time and to start another company in this space. Really, you know, I asked you before, what, how did you get into product development, but, but why are you here now? So after so yeah. long, you know, what, what makes you decide, yes, I'm going to also my new company, I'm going to be in the, in the similar space. What, what led to that decision? Yeah, I always had this, you know, my mom was, was always fighting for, for, uh, the right thing to do. She, you know, she, she fought the referendum in, in Sweden as nuclear power. She worked for Amnesty International. We were writing letters to, you know, dictators around the world. So I always had this desire inside me that I should be, should, should do something good with my life and have a positive impact. And, and while my prior companies, I think we're all, good and created a, a great work environment. I never felt like they were changing the world, right? For the better, uh, they created, you know, good jobs and good career for people. So doing this, this one, which I, I think is my last one, probably I wanted to be something that, that could have a huge impact on the world. And I, I do believe that 
you know, our vision is to democratize product creation and, and unlock virtually unlimited entrepreneurial equity all over the world. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are brilliant minds in Israel and, you know, in Africa or in Sweden that have ideas, but they just don't know what to do with them. And these great ideas should be brought to the world and, and it could help a lot of people and, and make, make the world a better place. And we're also, the big thing we're launching this year is, is new, sustainable, more eco-friendly ways to develop products. So we believe that as more and more product development moves to smaller companies, we really have a, an opportunity to, to not just help people make better products, but make products better in a, in a way that's better for the planet and, and, and the environment. So that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what drives me that, you know, yeah, sure. We want to build a successful, very large company, but I think we also have the chance to, to de develop a category defining company that that's going to help a lot of people. Um, and in today's world, more and more people, you know, the great resignation are Gen Z's. They don't want to work like their parents did. Everybody wants to be their own entrepreneur. And I think Gemba can be a, an important player in that, in that ecosystem and that new world. Henrik sounds, uh, sounds really cool. And I love the vision. I love the, the motivation and the execution. Thank you very much for being here. This was very, very enjoyable. Uh, best of luck with Gamba and um, make a positive impact. I look forward to trying it out myself and, uh, thank you very, very much. Thank you. A great day. Appreciate it. Fantastic. Take care.